broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, on Rock Radio UK, the Blues Channel, you are now live from the Midnight Circus. This is Lahamadu, and I've got a great show for you today. Today, our featured artist is Mike Goulden. He's got a brand new release out. We'll be listening to tracks from that. And of course, we'll be talking with Mike at the top of the hour. You're not going to want to miss that interview. Now, this is the voice of Indie Blues. This is the show that brings you nothing but currently touring artists who are out there creating new, original music rooted in the blues. We embrace the diversity of music that always has and still is being created from those roots. Now, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingascene.org. We got some great articles, CD reviews, artist interviews, and so much more. In the meantime, I got some great new music I know you're going to love, and some great new artists I can't wait to introduce you to. And of course, I aim to misbehave. Fuss and fight Can't see the reason why 
Chicken, y'all. Yeah. I cut on the plane and I went overseas on a mission to play, and I'm out to please. When I get hungry and I wanna eat, I want me a plate of that greasy fried meat. Check this out. To the Tour de Jean I had lots of food I had cool beyond I took a stroll To the Champs-Élysées Folks, they didn't have No fried poulet Station fried chicken now. Chicken, y'all. Hey, hey. 
was trapped, torn down on my luck again. Nowhere to run, no place to turn, no one to call my friend. Then I looked in the mirror, saw a different face, so beautiful today. Took back my power, it was mine to embrace. When I heard my mama say, Hey, hey, where there's a woman, there's a way. Hey, 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 hey. I still can hear my mama say, 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 say. Where there's a woman, there's a way. Where I was weak, now I am strong. With a heart that never fades, life's tested my will for so long. Since the woman that I made, woman to woman, we must pass it down. This is a song to celebrate. Mothers and daughters, we gotta sing it out loud. Got to raise our voices and say, Hey, hey, where there's a woman, there's a way. Hey, 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 hey. I still can hear my mama say, 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 say. Where there's a woman, there's a way.
try to do what you want me to do I want you to see what I've got But you just won't give me a shot I give Loving me just the way I am I try to write the kind of songs you like But I can't get you to take a bite Well, you might like something you see If you just pay attention to me on loving me just the way I am well you want someone young and new with an old soul and attitude but you don't want to change your ways well you're stuck in the good old days well I guess I will give it one For it, yeah. Well, you might like something you see with a new flavor in your cup of tea. Don't give up. You might change your mind and love me just the way I am.
peaceful here in the depths below Oh, I see the blues and the greens And I know that I'm starting to go So take me down to the place A place I can see the end Cause it's some sort of spirit love I am howling in the night Ooh, ain't no coyote, baby 
shadows but a prowl at night Know that I've been bit before But I'll lick my wounds and come back for more yeah. I ain't no coyote but I'm howling, howling, howling
Sitting home alone Waiting by the phone You told me to meet you there How we end up here So the plans were made But then you made a change You've changed your mind again When will it end? We may have had a few, yeah Maybe more than one or two In the crowd running wild And I'm liking her style Then it all fades to black I don't think I'll be going back Cause when the lights came on She was in another zone I think I better let you know I just can't take no more It's been a strain on my heart Baby girl I just can't take no more Think I gotta let you go You're a stranger in my arms
you realize how could there possibly be this many blues
Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution. Now, here's an indie blues double shot from our featured artist today, Mike Goulden. And stay tuned for that interview. It comes up right after these songs.
And that was Mike Goulden from his brand new release. And we got Mike on the line. Hey, Mike, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, Richard. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Now, this is the first time you've been on our show, and we always give our fans an opportunity to get to know who you are as an artist. And the best way to do that is by your journey, how you got to where you are today. So give us the story of Mike Goulden. Okay, the condensed version is um, I started playing guitar when I was 15, uh, when I was in high school, and basically... I locked myself in my bedroom for like nine months. All my friends thought I was crazy. You know, instead of going out and partying with everybody and hanging out, you know, I just, I really locked myself in my bedroom and just, you know, hunkered down with records and taught myself how to play guitar. And um, then, you know, when I turned uh, 18, I got in my first really, really first big band that was, you know, an ensemble. We went out and did a bunch of shows and it was in the country vein. And then it just grew from there. And then um, I quickly learned that, that I didn't really enjoy being the sideman as much as being a band leader. So then I started putting bands together. And my current band has been together since uh, 1989. Okay. And, um, you know, we've, we've, over the last 45 years, I've just I've played every bar, every roadhouse, festivals, theaters, um you know, pretty much everywhere, and um, just putting out records and making music. Why, you know, I was also holding down a full-time day gig um, to put my kids through college. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, during that, during my day gig life, um, I worked for a wine and spirits company. I was a vice president of marketing for a wine and spirits company. So, um, I kind of, I kind of rode both sides of the fence there, and you know, did an average of about 125 nights a year in the area where I live and then work full time as well. So it was, it was a, a long slog, but it, it definitely helped uh, put my kids through college. Okay. Well, let's talk about this new release. What was your inspiration uh, for putting this particular release together? Well, I'll tell you, um, my main write, uh, songwriting partner on this project is a, a good friend of mine named Bill Sharrow. And uh, we had been writing together for about 10 years. And when the pandemic hit and everybody was locked up in their houses, we started doing remote recording. Because um, I have a little studio here at my house and he has a studio at his house. And we were, we were just doing cover videos. I would shoot my part, my video, and, and lay down my, my rhythm parts and lead parts. And I would send them to him, and then he would lay down his parts. He he uh, would put all the, the electronic drums on it. And lay, he's a bass player, and a, well, he's a multi-instrumentalist. And then we just, we just started releasing those videos because nobody could go out and see live music. And uh, they became really popular really quick. We were getting, like, tons of hits on YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. And, and uh, so I said, well, why don't we just start trying to record some of this, the material we've written over the, the last 10 years. So um, in September of 2020, we three of us got in, in my studio in my basement and we laid down pretty much all the rhythm tracks for the record. And then um, I started collaborating with different friends of mine. Um, 
you know, to, to add some parts remotely and, and kind of fine-tune some of the songs remotely as far as the songwriting and stuff like that. And then it just kind of took off. We didn't really have a plan to make a record in the beginning. It just kind of morphed into a record. And really, to be quite honest, when there's 15 tunes on the album. It's, it's pretty, it's, it really should have been two records. <laughs> but... You know, it became what it became, and um, it was a fascinating process because in the beginning, we pretty much, other than the rhythm tracks, we did almost all the recording remotely because of the pandemic. And then when we got into uh, like April 21, we were actually able to get my band into the studio to play some of the tracks live together. So it, it went from one end of the spectrum to the other, which was an amazing journey. Okay. Well, let's talk about you as a songwriter and your process. When you sit down to begin writing, what is your process, I guess, to that allows you to tap into your muse and, and kind of get the gears rolling? Well, what I always, almost invariably when I write a song, I start with the title. So I'm I'm a real junkie with my phone. If I if I come up with a good title, I'm in the car or whatever. I'll just record myself a memo on my phone, just to, so I don't forget the title. So then once I get a title, and I kind of have a direction for the subject matter of the song, then I try and predetermine well what kind of what kind of genre do I want this song to represent? Do I want it to be a Muscle Shoals feel, or do I want it to be like a uh, a Texas double shuffle or, you know, a Memphis soul tune or just a straight ahead country tune or, or, you know, whatever it might be. And then once I make that decision, um, I try and build the hook around the title. And then once I get the, the hook, then I go to work on the verses. Okay. That's usually my, that's usually my process. Now, I'm always curious about melody. You know, lyrics is a craft. You know, the more you do it, the better you get at it. But melody yep. is a different uh, brain function, more or less. Some songwriters like to work off just the groove to kind of allow the melody to free form. Others use the lyric to kind of dictate by its its cadence where the, the melody should go. What and is your go-to? That is more my style, the cadence of the, especially the cadence of the, the hook. Okay. Whatever the hook of the song is. Um, kind of dictates where I'm going to try and go with the melody. And that's, for me, that's really important to establish the melody of the chorus first. Um, and that's usually what I do. Um, okay. Not really sure exactly how it happens, but, uh, you know, with, with this particular um, album, I had um, five different co-writers on this record, so there was a lot of collaboration on on the process, both with you know, you know, developing the melody for the the hooks and the and the verses and, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, that's usually the process that I use. Okay, now um, you had mentioned earlier about how you use your phone in your songwriting process, and a lot of songwriters have really embraced technology as as a tool in their toolkit. What are some of the other tools that you have in your toolkit that helps you when you sit down and write? Well, I mean, email's a big thing because if you're doing any collaborating, you know, I'll, uh, you know, uh, for example, there's there's a song on the record called House of Cards, and it's it's about a guy that's, you know, 
in a card game in a casino and, and he's about to get burned. And um, I co-wrote it with a good friend of mine and we just basically emailed verse ideas back and forth, you know, and we had way more content that we could ever use. And then um, when we went into the studio to cut it, we just basically pared it down right there. So we had a lot to work with and then we, we kind of refined it there and it came to, it, it actually came together pretty quick. And I think that um, the email exchange ahead of time really helped streamline the process when we actually got together in the studio to finalize it. Okay. Yeah. So that was really cool. And then, um, I do the same thing with my main partner, Bill. We do a lot of collaborating through text and email and, um, you know, just sending riff ideas back and forth to each other, or, you know, just, um, chord progressions before it even becomes a song. You know, I had the, I had the chord progression for Alabama Pines. Um, that's what I had first. So that that's one of the times where I didn't write the song from the title. Um, and the story with that song, I flew to Alabama. I flew to Atlanta, and then I drove to to Phoenix City, Alabama, where my buddy, who I ended up co-writing that song with, I was I flew down there to record the horn parts for the for the album. And the first night we were there, we had a few cocktails and we wrote that song. <laughs> so, because I already had the chord progression, and I told Bill when I flew down there, I said, "I'm going to write this song when I'm there." And then we wrote we wrote probably 85 percent of it, and then we we cut a just a crude crude demo on my iPhone, and I emailed it to Bill uh, back up here in Pennsylvania. And the next day, he sent me some changes on it, and then we we recorded a crude demo of it and then um, when my buddy Kevin from Phoenix City, Alabama came up last summer we recorded it so that was that was just a pleasant surprise it all came together you know it wasn't really planned okay well um, one of the things I think a lot of writers get stuck with is when do you call a song done how do you determine when it's time to put the pen down what do you do to determine that moment well, you know, I kind of, I kind of try and look at the the song as like a, a short story, and is it telling the whole story? Is it telling the whole story that you want it to tell? And you know, because you can get to a point where you're telling the story over again, which is, you know, you're going to probably lose some people in that process. So that's my general thoughts. Is like, you know, when I if, if I get my story across and I got a good hook and the structure is good and I'm happy with the format and, and the, you know, the, the arrangement and everything, then that's, that's usually when I say, okay, I think we're done. Okay. Now, um, let's talk a little bit about the lineup. Who's playing on this? Well, there's a lot of different players on this particular um, record. The main um, rhythm section players for a bulk of the, the album were Billy Ware on drums, and my, my producing partner and songwriting partner, Bill Shire, on bass. Uh, myself on guitar. And then my, my bandmates, uh, C.J. Clark, also on bass. And Tim Hooper on keyboards. And then we had a host of, of uh, guest players join us on, on the album. Um, starting with my friend Craig Thatcher, who is a fabulous guitarist from here in Pennsylvania. And he works for... Um, 
Morgan Guitar Corp- uh, Corporation. He's like their their um, guitar liaison. He travels around the world and does guitar clinics and stuff. Um, my good friend Mikey Jr. is featured on on this record on three different uh, cuts, and he co-wrote the first single that's uh, dropped last Friday, "The Twisted Tale." Um, my buddy Roger Girk is on three of the songs. He's a fabulous guitarist from Delaware. Uh, my buddy Kevin McKendry, who's a two-time Grammy winner, um, longtime member of Delbert McClinton's band, played on, I believe, six of the tracks on the, the piano and uh, B3. And my buddy James Pennybaker, who's also a longtime member of uh, Delbert McClinton's band, um, played um, pedal steel on Alabama Pines and slide guitar on Razor Ruckus. I don't think I missed anybody. Oh, my buddy Kevin Van Hoy, tenor sax, and Luis Mora, trumpet. Okay. Now, let's talk a little bit about getting it out there. Of course, you know, you have to put together your team. you got to, you know, create the buzz, press, um, get it to radio. And you're working with uh, Betsy Brown from Blind Raccoon. Tell me a little bit about that relationship. Well, um, I actually, um, I knew Sally Bankston first from uh, Blue Heart Records. Um, she used to come and see us play, oh gosh, about 20 years ago when we would work in the Reading, Pennsylvania area, because um, that's where she was originally from. And she was managing uh, and um, releasing a record for a friend of mine, Frank Bay, we did some festival work together. You know, you know, we were on the same festival bills, and so I reached out to her initially, and ended up, you know, um, signing with Blue Heart Records in conjunction with Blind Raccoon for uh, publicity and promotion. So that's how I originally got um, connected with Betty. And um, so far, the, the the results have been fabulous. I mean, the, the album's not even out yet. We're getting we're getting tons of airplay, which I'm really happy about, and uh, the reviews are starting to come in, and they're so far have all been very positive. So um, yeah, so far the relationships have been great, and it's been going really well. Okay, well let's talk about what's happening in the industry today. Um, I mean, we all know that the consumer has embraced uh, streaming as a way to consume music. Um, it's cheaper, uh, they're, they're paying less, they're getting so much more. So on the consumer side of things, I mean, it's, it's a win-win for them. Unfortunately, when streaming came about, they really didn't look at the independent artist as being um, a viable thing. You know, they, the record companies came in and, and carved out a huge portion of that pie for themselves. And then the rec- you know the independent artists pretty much got to take it or leave it kind of attitude from the streaming services. Yeah. Uh, so we know the money's not there with streaming, um, but the biggest problem I think is that the consumer had shifted their perception of recorded music from a product that they used to purchase to now a service that is available on their phone 24-7, where if they hear about an artist, they can go up, look them up, listen to everything they got, 
choose what songs they want on their playlist and and basically you know either free or for a small fee you know yeah. be able to listen to their heart's content um how has this shift in the perception by the consumer affected you as an artist well i mean you you pretty much just summed it up i mean it's, it's really hard to make money on your uh, intellectual property in this business now because most people don't even pay for it they just stream it for free most people don't even sign up for a service they just use the free portion of pandora or spotify or whatever and they don't even pay for it so um you know it's it, it's definitely made it a lot harder i mean we make them the bulk of our money on music sales is at shows you know when we sell when we sell physical product at shows um, but we will see. I have a, a brand new website that just hit today, um, so we're, we're we're selling all our own um, digital content direct from the, the site, as well as you know all the other platforms that we're on. So we'll we'll see how things go um, in terms of <laughs> what we sell or whatever. But um, it, it definitely has made it harder for you know just about every artist, except you know the ones that are in the top tier for sure. Yeah, and you know, I mean, even the physical products and downloads are are losing uh, ground exponentially. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah. I, mean, I mean, you most, can't most, most most artists don't even like produce CDs anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, try to go to Best Buy and and buy a CD player. You know, right. <laughs> it's you know, it's they're not there. You know, go get a new car and see where the C, Try to find where the CD player is in it. They, they don't. Exactly. Even, they don't even make it. It's all Bluetooth. So yep. everything is geared around streaming, and unfortunately, what has happened? The, the result of that is that the whole segment of the uh, music industry, that music industry middle class, is being uh, eroded away. You know what I mean? Those artists oh, yeah. who looked no at it. yeah, that looked at music as a profession, whether they were side guys, studio guys, engineers, touring musicians, touring side guys, you know, this was their their economic um, base where they paid their bills, raised their families. That's being diminished because of that whole micro economy of touring and and recording and so on and so forth that was fueled by independent artists is oh, is really going away because of the pandemic and of course of the fact that nobody's buying recorded music. Um, what do you think should would be a, a solution to that? Well, I'm not exactly sure uh, what the solution is, but you had talked briefly about you know the blockchain and NFT angle, and I'm really intrigued by that. For sure. Well, you know, I, I, I read this article where they looked at the music industry and they determined that of all the, the revenue that it generates, only 12% gets to the artists, the content creators themselves. And you know, a, a portion, of, a big portion of that 12% ends up in the hands of the, the upper tier of the industry. Oh, yeah. You know, even even the PROs and ASCAP, BMI, and, and CSAC, you know, a, a lion's share of those royalties go to the top artists. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, so unfortunately. But this new technology with the blockchain could eliminate not only the PROs, 
but also record companies and distributors and these streaming services, and they're promising up to 90% return to the artist. And I think that is, is definitely going in the right direction where we can rebuild that music middle class because without that that middle class there's no incentive for people to go into the industry and create yeah i mean you're you're absolutely right about that i mean fortunately my situation um you know i had the means to to be able to record this album and you know get get the the promotion deal that i did and and but a lot of my friends just don't have the means to do that so um, it would really be a huge help to the industry as a whole, I think. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. Now, you know, the other thing that I noticed is that when the pandemic hit, a lot of um, artists went on to the Internet, like you had said before, and creating the, you know, videos and live streams and, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and creating content. And what happened was, is the fans, of course, you know, you're doing a live stream, you do it from your living room or your porch or somewhere that is uh, personal and intimate to the artist. And they got to see how these artists live and and where they live and and kind of, you know, they see the, the, you know, the treadmill that you use to hang your laundry on, you know, that kind of stuff. And they easily start to identify with them. And then some artists really started to ramp it up and realize that all of the social media and the Internet is just like a broadcast network. And that every single artist has the ability to create their own reality show. You know, they don't just pound people over the head with buy my music, listen, listen, listen. They do other things, you know, like whether it's, um, you know, Mindy Abar who does a cooking thing with her husband and they got their own line of wines and, you know, or you have uh, another couple I know that, that like to do hiking in the mountains and they'll, you know, show videos and pictures of them up in the mountains doing their thing. And sure. it's all a matter of, of bringing people into the top of your modern, your uh, your marketing funnel. Yeah, that sure. now they can discover more about you, more about your um, who you are as a person, who you are as an artist, and 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 really kind of get down to your monetization. Um, how are you negotiating this world of content creation? Well, you know, we're just at the infancy of of you know this album, so we we have produced a lot of video content. Um, that hasn't been released yet, so we're actually in in some of the a semifinal process of finalizing how we're going to try and monetize that right now. So um, it's a it's a work in progress, but I think we're probably going to be doing some type of, of uh, additional video premiere uh, for the album drop date, which is March 18th. We just did a, a world pretty, uh, premiere video premiere last Friday for the first single for the Twisted Tale, which we recorded uh, live at the Twisted Tale, which is a blues club in Philly. Mm-hmm. So, more to come on that. Okay. Yeah. Well, 
you know, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking with us. It's always well, a pleasure to have you on. I appreciate it. Well, I certainly appreciate you taking the time to, you know, reach out to me and, and uh, you know, have me on your show because, um, you know, any support is definitely welcome. And um, I look forward to uh, hopefully speaking again. Okay. Well, uh, we're going to give everyone out there an Indie Blues double shot from your new release. You guys are going to love this, man. You know what? Turn it up loud. Screw the neighbors. We're going to have some fun. Thank you so much, Richard. Anytime.
woman of mine Whether you're an independent artist or a fan that loves them, makingascene.org is the place for you. For the music fan, we bring you in-depth interviews and CD reviews from artists who are on the cutting edge of original music. For the independent artist, we bring you articles on music business, recording techniques, gear reviews, and interviews with industry professionals that give you real-world information to help you negotiate the new realities in the music industry and give you the tools you need to move your career to the next level. We bring you new content every day. Makingascene.org is the number one resource for the independent artists and the fans that love them. Head on over and become part of the Indie Revolution.
the winds at your back That shit is like a freight train Ball in the jack And you're on your way To the golden west Through mountains of doubt On the Freedom Express The engine's running You still got a few tricks up in your sleeve Better days are coming
Here's the blues scale. Now you sing it with me. Breathe. Now let's try it like this.
can feel, baby I'm running blind It's so dark Come on, moon Come on, moon I hear the water I feel the water Oh, babe Oh, babe Oh, baby Yeah, I feel the
falls flat on his back in a hospital bed. It's where he's gonna end his days. Live a life that was full, filled with sin and regrets, and some magic moments on the way. But the cancer is strong, and he's trying to hang on. You know it's gonna get him in the end. Hallelujah, amen. Another death of a friend. There's no way back, no, we can't just pretend. Looking for you.
was recorded earlier so the producer and cast didn't have to walk home in the dark.
The moment you realize, how could there possibly be this many blues?
sometimes it bees that way You don't know if you're coming or going It's all about having one thing And it's the blues
This ain't no way to burn But your face lit up the daytime And your love lit up the night I've been running on faith What else can a poor boy do But my world be right And love comes over you Lately I've been talking in my sleep
my show for tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you heard some artists 
that you didn't know about and enjoyed some artists that you did. And remember, all of these artists that I played on this show are out there right now, touring and creating new original music rooted in the blues. If you want to keep the blues alive, you have to support the artists who are out there creating that new music. Because it is a living art form that is being performed every single night somewhere in the world. So, if you get a chance, stop by our website at makingthescene.org. You can find out about some great new artists and the ones that we played on this show tonight. Add them to your playlist. And you can discover them on our website. So, till next time, this is Lahamadou. Tech, I'm out of here. Baby, just gone away. Things left home with my friend that gone lost my dog I'm alone Just fought somebody And he found it funny I got knocked in the head man by old friends not lying here think I'm dead Drink so long Don't drink for the old damn time Don't keep back in the sea I'm the one who leaves work the